this is Pauline Dennings. Welcome to Musician Talk. Musician Talk is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild. The Guild has a couple of terrific holiday shows coming up. Today at 7 p.m. is the acclaimed and multiple award-winning jazz and R&B singer Patti Peterson, along with the fabulous Sean Turner on keys. They will bring you Patti's holiday show called Count Your Blessings. Also, there is Christmas at the Rainbow Diner on December 8th and 9th at 7.30, brought to you by a very moxie production along with the Guild. This is Mrs. Moxie, Lexi D. and Friends' second annual Christmas drag show, and it is filled with joy and hilarity. Both shows are at the Northfield Arts Guild Theater, and tickets are available at northfieldartsguild.org by phone at 507-645-8877 or at the Guild Shop in beautiful downtown Northfield. I hope to see you at the shows. My guest today is singer-songwriter and frontman for the up-and-coming Grand Rapids-based folk rock band called Wild Horses, Jed LaPlante. Born and raised among the long, harsh winters and living off the grid has influenced much of Jed's storytelling, offering an intimate knowledge of both the beauty and the brutality of life in the North Woods. Jed carries in his music a distinct appeal to dynamics and adheres to the importance of honesty in songwriting. It's time to get some details. It's time to talk with Jed LaPlante. Welcome, Jed, to Musician Talk. Very happy to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So welcome. And um, uh, Jed is on today because his band, Wild Horses, is playing at the Grand on December 9th at uh, 7 o'clock. So um, this was an opportune time to talk to you and talk about the band and talk about you and your musical journey. And so, yay. (laughs) Yeah, no, we're we're excited to uh, get to Northfield. It'll be a fun one. Yes, indeed. And the Grand is a really, really cool place to play. It, it's got so much ambiance. It's it's dripping with it. Let's just dig right in. Think back to when you were a kid and you first started playing an instrument or singing. Just kind of take me back to the beginnings of music for you. Sure. Yeah, I, I grew up, uh, there's a lot of music around, basically. My, my family played a lot of uh, bluegrass music, a lot of just jamming, um, and there was like some songwriters, I think, in the bunch, but a lot of like fiddle tunes, uh, Canadian influence, Irish influence. And as I grew up sort of around that, it was never really forced, but I think kind of inevitable that I would um, be playing music in some fashion throughout most sure. of my life. Um, in fact, I first started playing bass um, before I ever sang or picked up a guitar or anything for a lot of years, actually, until my my uncle retired and he only played bass and so the the bass player around again so i thought well i should try and learn something else and that's when i started playing guitar and i think it was at the end of high school um i finally started writing songs i don't i don't really know why i think uh i had more time to myself and more you know there it it was kind of just the way i um sort of processed viewed the the world but um feel pretty fortunate to be in an environment where it was so prolific around me i didn't have to seek it out necessarily did you take uh lessons when you when you started on the bass well i think i tried the the orchestra and the there was a couple lessons in there but i don't remember much sticking it wasn't quite my (laughs) style and so i most most of what i picked up was kind of by ear i mean playing playing bluegrass on the bass is pretty standard it's it's uh more or less just thumping along and so 
Um, I remember, I think it was my sister showed me my first couple chords on the guitar. And then I just kind of picked up, would sit in on jams and, and I just watch other people's hands and you just like with enough exposure, you right. kind of just uh, pick up on things, I guess. It's like osmosis. It just seeps in. Yeah. Yeah. So playing the bass, I think that's such a great piano. It's a great or uh, instrument to start on if you don't start on the piano, because I think the piano is the best or instrument to start off when you're learning an instrument because it just it covers everything kind of right. For um, sure. But the bass is so good, particularly if you're playing by ear, because that's where you get your root of so many of the chords when you're playing a song. So how did that translate to to guitar for you? Uh, yeah, it was very helpful on guitar. The when I was first. Um, writing songs and um yeah putting together melodies and kind of uh sort of finding my voice i guess and and i guess most of the people close to me say that my chords can get rather weird sometimes <laughs> and really what it was is when you're playing by yourself I, I did a lot of gigging by myself first without a bass player and i think you know finding those bass notes within a chord even if it's a little different kind of helps shape the sound for sure and yeah. it i mean it helps um yeah, be, be able to sort of envision uh, the bigger picture of how a song can come alive um, when when you can hear that uh, root in your head. Right, for right. Sure. When you started playing with the bass then, what happened to your chord shapes on the guitar? Did did you change the way you were, had to have to change the way you were playing the chords? I've adjusted some. Honestly, I a lot of them stayed the same just because I like I, I like a lot of depth there's a little bit more freedom to not have to feel like I have to hold down sure. uh, the low right. end for sure. Right. But we've, I don't know, even as a band, like the more low end, the better we kind of, we, we like a good <laughs> thick mix. Nice. Nice. When did you start singing? Uh, I was, I think it was my, the end of my senior year of high school, actually, there was a, nice. a talent uh, show thing at the school. And I think I was absolutely scared stiff. <laughs> and, uh, I wrote a song and played, and it was like, I guess I should try this again. You know, the first song was pretty rough, uh, the first few, but it was like, ah, why, why did I wait this long to try this, you know? Right. Um, so it kind of came along later, but um, yeah, that, that was how it started, I guess. So when did you start playing out as a solo act? I did that first thing right at the tail end of high school, and I think it was in college, um, I was going to school down in the Twin Cities area and started um, jamming with some friends there, some fellow songwriters I met. We'd play in the stairwells because they had a lot of reverb and echo yeah. up till, you know, wee hours of the night. And I remember, yeah, gigging kind of around there, little cafes and things. And I think that's kind of when I was um, cut my teeth. I was simultaneously, I would come back um, sometimes and they, the the only live music happening in Grand Rapids here where um, we live at the time was the, the VFW had Thursday night open mics. And so okay. I would, um, I would say that's really where I kind of cut my teeth and, and sure. figured out, you know, what, what works and what doesn't, but yeah, I started gigging early college and around there and just figured it out. You know, there's something about that cutting your teeth, even if you know how to play guitar really well and you know how to sing really well, there's an art to be art to being on stage. And actually presenting a song, isn't there? You can't just do it. What was your challenge when you started playing and actually presenting songs to an audience? What do you think was your biggest challenge with that? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I was I was fairly shy. I think that's probably why I didn't want to sing at first. Sure. And so, yeah, there was a little bit of like, boy, I, you know, now now I take this thing that you know I wrote um, while I was back in my camper by myself, thinking about you know sometimes very personal things, right. and here I am to go and present it um, to these people. And I think, yeah, getting over the hump of, um, yeah, the 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 shyness or the you know, there's a little bit of ex- expo- shock therapy or exposure sure. um, to get over there. But for some reason, I was like, I, I think this is probably something I should keep doing. Nice. Um, that was probably the, maybe the, the biggest uh, challenge early on. But I don't think it took a long time before it was something that I really enjoyed to do. And so I think it didn't, you know, that was still there, but it was, you know, one outweighs the other kind of thing. Right. It was like, right. Right. And, and also the feedback you were getting, I would assume was really good because that feeds on itself too. It gives you the confidence. Yeah, it was, well, it was nice. It was a supportive bunch, especially in nice, Grand yeah. Rapids because most of the guys at the open mic were the same, you know, six, eight guys that have been doing it for, you know, 20 years. And so there was a, I think there was a little bit of people were excited to see some new stuff, right. I guess at, right. at, at some point. So yeah, everybody was super supportive and, I mean, we, yeah, it's it's a tight community up here. So I was very, very fortunate to have uh, very supportive people around me, for sure. That's great. When did you start playing in a band? I had, I mean, I had sat in with, you know, some friends' bands and things in the cities and, you know, done this and that. We did some things um, as a family growing up and sitting in. But the Wild Horses, is, is that kind of what you're getting at, the beginning of well, Wild sure, Horses? Or, or before Wild Horses, did you play? And we'll talk about more, more about Wild Horses later, but I'm just wondering, did you... Uh, did you were there other bands that you played in before you started the group wild horses or joined wild horses however that happened i did lots of uh things briefly basically we did um like i say the family had kind of a bluegrass band um for a number of years and so i'd sit in um with them uh when i was in college i I really enjoyed um a friend i was recording my solo record with had a um I don't know what you call it, like an indie indie rock, very um, psychedelic in some ways, and kind of like very spacey sort of indie rock. Cool. Um, that I'd sit in and play bass sometimes. Really enjoyed that. Um, there was a number of experience, you know, musical band experiences that I got to be part of, but there wasn't, you know, anything of like I set out and started this band and it's something I was super committed. It was kind of like I get to sit in here and you know nice. take this yeah. flavor and. And I think they all lend themselves to, you know, where where I end up now as a musician. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of bits and pieces here and there, you know. I think um, sitting in is such great practice for playing with a band because you got to develop some pretty big ears. Because if you if you're just sitting in, you have a rehearsed with the band, right? So you got to be listening, 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 right? Yeah, kind of kind of following where where they're leading for sure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you, you mentioned a solo album. When did you record that? So I recorded that when I was in college in 20, 2016, 17. I think I put it out in the fall of 2018, if I remember right. Um, and that, that was, it was as simple as, yeah, my friend who was playing in his band, uh, we were talking one night after a show and he was like, did you ever, you know, get a recording down? And he basically invited me over to, uh, make a record in his basement studio which was a lot of fun yeah and uh i think i traded him an old guitar or something and you know i mean nobody had any money back then but um (laughs) 
So yeah. um, it's time to turn to the first song and we're going to listen to Like the Sea. And now this is a, the, your debut album with Wild Horses. And this is the band that's going to be playing um, your band that you're in that, that's going to be playing at the Grand here coming up next weekend. Why don't you set up Like the Sea for me? Tell me a little bit about writing it and, um, and your challenges and joys and just take me through the process. I had spent a lot of years basically by, you know, on my own by myself. Sure. Um, and did a lot of traveling and, you know, lived back in the woods and in my car for a while and all these things. And I really enjoyed that independence. And then I had met uh, my now wife and um, we had been going pretty steady for a while. It wasn't too terribly long, but it was long enough to where she took off on a trip out west. And it was the first time when she left where I realized that maybe I don't want to be maybe I don't enjoy being alone as much oh, as I did. Oh. Um, I, I missed her very much, sat down on the couch and I was like, you know, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know what to do with this. I, I better try and write a song. And then I figured, you know, it'd be kind of fun to have write her a song by the time she got home. But, yeah. um, that, that one, it came fairly quick. I mean, it was, it was just a couple of evenings of sitting down and, and kind of wrestling with, yeah, this is, I think I'm opening this new chapter. All of a sudden it's like, I, I, I can't ignore this anymore, you know? That's great. And when you wrote this, were you, it was Wild Horses already formed? No, this was, okay, so uh, yeah, this, song to them. Yeah, this is, yeah, by yeah, a year or two, probably. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And so when you, you, you had a guitar, your guitar part, your melody line, your, your, your lyrics, and then when you brought it to the band, did you let them fill out all their parts? That's, that's the neat thing about playing in a band you know is it's it really is a collaborative effort and it you know we, we have uh, quite a mix with the band as far as musical influences and backgrounds and kind of what everybody brings to the table and so it's it's always um somewhat surprising to me how things come together cohesively but it's 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 a lot of fun that one came to the table when we 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 knew we had our first gig booked um which was a festival here in in grand rapids and uh, September of 2021 and it was kind of like all of a sudden like wow we're on a festival we gotta you know figure out some songs and figure out what we're doing um, this was before we even had a band name and this was just it was one of the songs we had a lot of really like hard fast driving songs and and I had this written and I thought well maybe we can you know make a full band song out of this waltz and and it just it just worked really well. I mean, yeah. it, 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 it we all just sort of settled into it, and it still is, I think, one of my favorite moments in a set because it's like we can you can kind of ease into it and breathe a little bit, yeah, right? Um, which you need that once in a while, I think. You do, you do. Um, Did you have any challenges with this song? This this was one of the easier ones, to be honest. Yeah. You know, when you feel the strongest things, I think that's when things come maybe the easiest at times like nice. it's kind of this a moment of sweetness i think yeah because uh, yeah. we play a lot of like louder late night fast kind of um places and so i think it's fun to be able to um to to be able to host that sort of dynamic at least for a moment um and, and bring a little sweetness um to the evening it, it is a very very sweet song uh finally before we play the song why don't you tell me who's in wild horses who's playing what yeah, um, yeah. The core, the core of the group um, is I'm usually playing a guitar. Uh, my wife uh, Ariana is playing uh, both fiddle and keys. She'll kind of switch off, and she also um, sings beautifully. And our good friend McKeon, uh Hugh Roberts is playing the bass. 
Um, a lot of times you'll switch, you'll see them on upright and electric, kind of depends on um, what we're doing. And then our good friend uh, JJ Snell is playing the drums. And we've had, you know, other people sit in here and there. Um, we've had banjo players and horn players and some pedal steel, but that's kind of the, that's the core. That's who Wild Horses is. Okay. So let's take a listen to Like the Sea, written by my guest today, uh, Jed LaPlante, and played by the band that he is in called Wild Horses. And here it is. She's all out of tunes The clouds they fill up as you tell me the news Your heart's like the sea toss and turn back way The moon's falling out for brighter Is it alright to be out on your own? I drift like the sea with no place to call on. Well, I'm asking you now, please don't leave me alone.
shall see him driving again Down that turf road where it all began The clouds they roll out as the sun starts to shine These days and these nights now are finally mine Pauline Jennings, and you're listening to Musician Talk. My guest today is Jed LaPlante, and you just heard his band Wild Horses play Lake the Sea from their debut record, Runaway. The depth of it is in the richness of your voice. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. And um, it, the song has such a beautiful sweeping feel, and I don't know if that's partly because it's a waltz or not, but it just has a just beautiful um, feel. And your voice also, it's a great voice for country, I have to say. Um, mm, sure. I, that's what I heard. That's the first thing I heard is that just the way you easily kind of do the twang a little bit, not too much. Um, and the harmonies yeah. are fabulous. So well done. Yeah, no, there's definitely some country influence in the roots. And I think, you know, I, I think honestly, it's funny, you know, because people talk about that. I, I think. And I love to sing it. I think the reason why it is sweet is because it's more of the subject matter, I think, has a way of, um, you know, I wrote about my wife who would be probably the sweetest, you know, person, obviously, I know. And I think it that has a way of, um, yeah, making it, making everything this dynamic, sweeping, beautiful landscape as a song, I think. Yeah, right. And also the sweetness of the song also makes you sing a little differently. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a little different flavor for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Wild Horses, tell me a little bit about when you got together and how you decided to be a band together, and then when and how you decided we want to do this. This is we want to take this thing and make it something. Let's see, it would have been yeah, 2018, 2019. I put out my solo record, and so I was doing a handful of shows, not a lot, and not a lot of touring or anything. But um, you know, every once in a while, I'd play a show as Jed Laplante and. And then, you know, when, when my wife came into the picture, um, is a songwriter herself as well. Um, we met at the VFW open mic actually years ago. Whoa. And so we would swap gigs quite a bit. She'd come and, and uh, play set at my shows or, you know, we'd go back and forth. And so it naturally progressed to um, she was joining me on stage. And there was one night where um, Charlie Parr was playing um, at Rapids Brewing Company in uh uh, Grand Rapids here, and Bill, um, who runs the joint, had offered if you know I wanted to open for Charlie, which 
to me at the time was uh, it still is it was a very big deal for me wow as, as yeah man. Cool. you know this guy's an absolute legend you know and yeah. so I was like yeah I'll do it for sure and my wife was there and we played and it felt really good um, to to do that together that was a, kind of the beginning of us two at the same time and I remember both of our current bandmates were there uh, McKeon had played a set that day as well he was sitting there listening and then our uh friend who's our drummer now was was uh out that night listening and i remember he made the comment that um he's like you know if you ever want to expand the dynamic or you know bring the full orchestra to some of the songs that you're writing he's like i i would love to jam and you know work on that a little bit and there were definitely moments like in the some of the songs that i was writing that i think could be bigger um could you know kind of kind of open up more than than the places i'm going to go with my little guitar you know yeah about six months later we were in the middle of uh covid during the winter and we were all kind of hunkered down and we were living um kind of off back in the woods and had our whole basement kind of set up um making some music and the idea kind of came up since we were all you know looking for something to do um, we started jamming uh with 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 jj he works at a, a, a hair salon in town does a great job cutting hair um and uh he he caught wind you know which is like the local um you know you can pick up all your news all your you know like <laughs> that's a lot of the town comes through there and so he, he caught wind of this festival that the the radio station in the city and the performing arts center and the brewing company were kind of all um dreaming up basically we uh we, we got a hold of a friend uh who works at the radio station and asked it, you know, is this a real thing? And if so, you know, is there any chance like, you know, I could maybe uh, play. And I just mentioned, I said, we've been, I've been jamming with a couple of my buddies. And so, you know, um, maybe there's an opening slot somewhere or something. And she was super gracious and, and offered up. Yeah. If you want to throw something together in the midst of all this, I should also mention um, um, I had just broken my back. So I was laid up. Oh my gosh. the plan was to day job and do like a 30 year mortgage on the family home that I grew up in and this whole sort of very different lifestyle than what we're living now. And we were kind of in line for that. And I was laying there on my back and we were kind of like, is this, you know, if we could go back 10 years from now, is this what we would choose? So we decided that it wasn't. And we, we bought a van. Uh, we decided to uh, get rid of the house, give that up, converted the van moved out i i lotted off a little piece of property on the back um there used to be a gravel pit and so we we parked our van in the dirt bought a little metal box to store our tools and um we kind of started over and so wow. in the process of getting rid of all those things i had this upright base that i was um not going to store in our van because um, that would be our <laughs> entire living space and so i um brought it over to uh, McKeon's house I said, have you ever, you know, messed with an upright bass? And he's like, ah, it'd be kind of fun to try. And and uh, about a week later, I, I sent him a couple demos of some songs. And I said, hey, how about, you know, you want to hop on a gig? I'm on this festival. And, you know, if you'd like, we could rehearse up some stuff. And so that was kind of how it formed. We, we you know, I had some new songs, some, some old songs for my solo record. And then, you know, my wife and I had, were sort of dreaming up some new uh, songs and and all of a sudden we had this gig. And so I remember we had to come up with a band name. We got that done just in time. And then we uh, did some rehearsing and then we put together one 
show. It was on a Sunday night. Um, yeah, we just we told our friends. Uh, there was like seventy five hundred people showed up all of a sudden on a Sunday night, and and we played, you know, an hour set and um, made a YouTube video of it. And then the the festival, I think, was the next week. We played um, two sets. They were one was like an hour, one was like a half hour. We repeated a bunch of the songs because we only had a few. But we got done with that gig and it was like it it was a shift from like oh this has been kind of fun to get us through the winter to like we really really enjoyed whatever was going on you know on uh, that day on that stage and and the town was super supportive you know we had a lot of our friends come out and um kind of got behind us in that way and it would just that was really the start yeah we booked a gig in the cities and then it kind of just snowballed from there and we we kind of just have devoted our energy to it from then on really that's fabulous i remember when i was in a band and we didn't have enough for two hours i remember saying in the in the mic well somebody came late to the gig and it's their favorite song so we're going to do it again yeah right yeah oh yeah make stuff up (laughs) we've definitely pulled that one absolutely yep yep yeah you do what you can I love that story and I don't want to cut any of it. So I'm going to, sure. I'm going to skip quote of the week. And um, I just want to know uh, before we get into the next song, which is the ledge, uh, yeah. when did you decide to record an album and where did you do it? So, yes, yeah, great question. Uh, basically right away after that okay. first gig, we were like, yeah, we wanted to play more gigs and you know, the way to we're sort of old fashioned, but to us, the way to play more gigs is you got to get a record out. You got to have some music. And so, um, fortunately enough, our good friend of our bass player, um, had just moved back up North from the cities. He was running a studio there and COVID had kind of shut down a lot of things. And, and so he was kind of starting over about an old, uh, taxidermy shop. It used to be an antique shop and a, a taxidermy shop just North of town. This, it was an interesting building. But it had like that studio glass window as you walk in. Nice. And so he bought this place, and and it was just like right when we were rehearsing and played our first gig, and we're like, we gotta, we gotta, you know, get this down. And and he said, well, yeah, my buddy's up there. He's just building out this space. Let's go see what happens. And so we recorded a single, um, and then um, from there, I think we recorded one more single. I, I want to say maybe the ledge was one of those um and then yeah through that winter we just we were like whatever it takes we're gonna hunker down head up there a few times a week and and build a record it was kind of uh we, were, we really were kind of building the arrangements and the songs in in the studio as we we're recording oh um, cool and will those uh be on sale at your, at your gig those those records and you absolutely. made a record you made a record an actual record oh absolutely yeah <laughs> that's right. yep no, you got to have vinyl. Yeah. No, yeah, we got yeah, go. That's the word in. I was looking for is vinyl. Yes, yes, yes. Sure. Yeah, no, that, that was important to us. You know, we, we all grew up listening to physical records. So there, there's something about that. Even if it costs an arm and a leg to, to make, we're like, we're going to, we're going to, if we're going to make a record, we're going to make a record. We're going to make a record. Well, so cool. Um, <clears throat> all right. Let's hop to the next song, which is called The Ledge. Why don't you set this up and, and um, how this came, how this song came about? So when we were rehearsing for our first gig, like I say, I pulled a few songs from my solo uh, project to kind of help, you know, fill in the gaps. But this was kind of the first song that we were 
jamming you know when, when we first were like uh getting together with with the drums and figuring out like what's the new flavor in this mix and um i had kind of the beginning part and the the, the very end part didn't come for a couple months um but it sort of it's it starts in kind of slow like we were all kind of were living midwinter during covid and it sort of it, it it follows i think the dynamic of what we were all feeling those months of okay, yeah. kind of like this building thing it just it it just busts wide open and and to me that's it feels like the dynamic of what we were doing it's like we're you know kind of kind of um figuring this out and all of a sudden we play one gig and it's like we're just we're off running like we're we're all um, sort of chasing it um and so, yeah, it was just, it was, it was the beginning. It was the beginning, I think, of, of what Wild Horses is or, and was at that time. And so it felt fitting to introduce the record um, with it and kind of ease in that way. Is that your wife singing in it? That, yep, it is. Yep. Wow. Love her yeah. voice. Really very cool voice. And you two yeah. together, singing together, is, the blend is fabulous. And what I felt was tension in the beginning with that one chord, you know, oh. consistent, consistent. I felt like this tension and when is it going to open up? When is it going to, you know, and then it does. And it's like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, I think that big release. And that's, yeah. that's so fabulous in songs when you emotionally have that release, that a big release. And that's, that's fabulous. That's what it did feel like. You know, we were, in the tension of the world being shut down and the right. tension of like, do I buy this house? My back is broken. What am I going to do? You know, like, do we buy, live in a van? There was, yeah, it was like, it was a very tense spot. And then it was, it was neat in that way. It, it, wild horses became this just clarifying thing. It's like, here we go. You know, we're, we're, we're off to the races. Cool. Well that, I guess that it's time to listen to the ledge and here it is.
This is Musician Talk, and I am your host, Pauline Jennings. My guest today is Jed LaPlante, and he's part of the band called Wild Horses, who has a debut album called Runaway, and the song you just heard, The Ledge, is from that album. Again, I I just think that ending, I just, I could listen to it again and again, that quietness, the, the tension, and then that opening up is great, the awesome harmonies, really, really well done. I love the ooze. Um... Yeah, and it's in the beginning, it's not just attention, it sounds lonesome, 
little heartachey, all those things that we were feeling that year that what the hell's happening with the world, right? I mean, it's like, wah. I had the first part of that song um, before my wife was in the picture or any of that. It was kind of like, you know, my, my uh, the old version of me, which was, yeah, very, very uh, lonely, um, very um, calloused, very, there's a lot of tension going on there, you know, and that, and so it is, it's, it's much as it follows the dynamic of the building of the band, it also kind of follows the dynamic of her coming into my life. And there's a big shift there. And I think it, yeah, ends on a very hopeful note. There's a lot on the horizon here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I love that the power of music and how it, it, I, it sounds a little bit like it healed you and brought you, brought you somewhere really good, really good. Place. Absolutely. It's yeah. It's, it's been a helpful yeah. tool for me through the years Nice, <laughs> for sure. Okay. Um, Best gig, worst gig? The, I think maybe our fa favorite gig, if that works. Um, yeah, that's fine. It, that is we've, um, you know, now, like I say, our town has really opened their arms to us. And so we've we've had the opportunity to curate this festival um, for a couple of years now um, in our hometown. Uh, we call it Festival Rialto because it's on the grounds of what used to be the old Rialto Theater, which cool. most people would say where Judy Gardland started dancing. There's a little bit of a dispute there, but. So we kind of bring in some of the town history, but I think there's nothing like um, a, an excited hometown gig. And I think both both the years that we've gotten to do that, um, maybe have been a favorite gig. I mean, I'd, I'd have to ask the crew. The other piece that really sweetens those is that, you know, we, we get to bring in some um, fellow musicians who we've met on the road or who really impressed us otherwise and we really want to meet or you know anything like that and so we get to share the day and and bring all this amazing music to our town worst gig <laughs> um i think we yeah without mentioning the location or place there's a gig um one time where we had uh, been in the region previously and it was kind of an afterthought on a run and we were a midweek and it actually went decent and so we're like yeah we should go back and plan a weekend get some good you know promotion and all this stuff and and at this point now we were running a bus which has a little bit more um expense to it and it was one of those gigs i think every band has had it but um we're excited we show up and and we're like sitting here thinking like oh, i wonder where everybody's at and um <laughs> yeah we had there's i think maybe 10 or 12 people uh that showed up and you know to us it's like yeah we played the gig you know had fun i mean we certainly lost money overall you know okay. putting fuel in the bus the funniest part was uh close by or maybe it was in the same building there was a, a karaoke night going on that was slammed absolutely <laughs> packed out the door that was that was probably oh, that's one of the unfair. ones that's like we're gonna probably laugh about this for a while you know right, right. oh so unfair do you guys play any covers you know, we 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 loop in one or two once in a while. I mean, we okay. we primarily like to stick to um, you know, the music we write, but we definitely do. Yeah. Where can people find your music? Where can they find your schedule? You know, as far as music, we're all on streaming stuff. You know, the uh, everybody's got their own app, but Spotify and Apple and Amazon and all that. We do have a website, wildhorsesmn.com, so that has all our um, shows updated and things. I, we we keep up on uh instagram and facebook quite a bit so we're posting announcements and you know things that we're up to on there um pretty steadily so we try and be you know use the tools of the internet uh as much as we can because that's where the world lives um right, right. but um 
Yeah, that's probably the best way to stay up to date. So people go out and follow them, Wild Horses on Instagram and Facebook and anywhere else you have an app. Um, yeah, okay. Appreciate so, it. so um upcoming show at the Grand. It's um with Ray Coudre, which is who is an area favorite. Uh, he's somewhat of a local legend. We're excited to hear him. Um <laughs> I believe the the plan is he's gonna play a set um okay. first. I think that's starting at seven o'clock. Yeah. Um and so he's going to do his thing, and then, um, yeah, we'll get up at 8, um, I think, and, and do the Wild Horses thing. So people show up at 7 so you can see Ray, and then after Ray, then you can see Wild Horses, and that is um, Saturday at the Grand at 7 o'clock. We've been told to tell people, get there early if you want to uh, stand at a prime spot, I guess. Um, yep, it, it's so. uh, it's tables, and so everybody gets to sit at a table. So if you have a bunch of people oh, okay. that you want to sit at the same table with, certainly get there early, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. How sure. much are tickets? We're running uh, $20 suggested donation at the door. Yeah. Um, the thought behind that is, you know, yeah, it takes something for us to get down there, but we certainly don't want people to miss out if, you know, I mean, we've had months this winter where we're tight on grocery money. So we, we aren't going to turn anybody away, but that's the suggested donation. Very sweet. Love that. Absolutely love that. So people get down to the Grand on Saturday, 7 o'clock or earlier, if you want to get a good a, a good table and um, to see this fabulous band, Wild Horses, and to see Ray. That is yeah. great. Thank you so much, Jed. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate right, it. Take care. Yeah, you too. Thanks so very much to Jed for sharing some of his musical journey and music with us today. Thanks to the wonderful Wendy Nordquist and to you, dear listener, for tuning into Musician Talk on the One, K-Y-M-N. Have a fabulous day. Music.